Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lord Almighty, I feel my temperature rising. Mm-hmm. Football fever is burning through to my soul. Yeah. Cats, 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 you're gonna set me on fire. Mm-hmm. My brain is flaming, but I know just where to go. Yeah, the season's kicking off, and the bill will be a rockin'. And Bosco for your talking, purple love, purple love, Bosco boy. Just a hunk of hunk of purple love. Just a hunk of hunk of purple love. Oh, just a hunk hunk. Bob's good boys and the boneheads are talking purple love. Boom, the boys are back, and it is time for a. Thursday or Wednesday night live show. You guys will be listening to this on Thursday. And boy, I am pumped to talk to the Boneheads. Absolutely dominating game over SEMO, despite not getting to the 50 burger like all of us predicted, almost everyone predicted. Uh, we will get predictions for this upcoming game with Troy. Can K State shake the bugaboo with the G5? Um, I'm not going to call it a curse, but it's 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 been interesting. It has been an interesting run against G5 teams. Uh, I had my preview that everyone got to listen to on Wednesday, so I'm going to try my best to let all the boneheads shine and let them get their thoughts out there. So without further ado, before we talk about Troy, I always like to give everyone a final say on that previous game. So I'm going to start off with Callie Mike over there on the West Coast. Callie Mike, put a bow on it. What what do you want to say about that game versus SEMO? Uh, thanks, Scott. Good to be here, as always. Um, I think, you know, your uh, review of that game was – thoroughly exhaustive and for every position by position uh i really enjoyed listening to it and there's not a ton i can add to that honestly but um i'll, I'll just highlight one aspect and that is um avery johnson coming in and getting some really good footage of his abilities uh super impressive like really incredible to me um what he has that ability and what we're going to see in the future 
Um, the rest of the team, obviously, they're they're running on all cylinders. So I love it. Yeah, no, it, it is it is funny. Again, I, I always say this. Oh, I'm gonna just let you guys talk. But the one funny thing is, I don't think that many places in America could have a number two quarterback uh who I, I'm not gonna say outshines, but that's the person everyone wants to talk about when the main quarterback, Mr. Uh Will Howard, going for almost 300 yards, two passing touchdowns, one receiving touchdown, one rushing touchdown. Yet the talk of the town is Avery Johnson. I think that's wild. And and I also love Love Will Howard. He was telling the media to go talk to Avery Johnson after that game. He said, hey, I've had my time with the media. Go go talk to the young guys. So I love that for both those quarterbacks. Let's start with – let's go to Casey next. Casey, uh, put a bow on that season opening win in dominating fashion over SEMO. Yeah, uh, Callie, Mike kind of got to my point. I was going to mention Avery Johnson. But another thing I liked, man, we got a bunch of – we just got dudes with swagger on our team. You know, Khalid Duke had a great celebration. Uso has a little belly celebration. RJ hit the the soy, uh Will and Gillum had the, the shotgun beer celebration. Man, we just got – we got some swagger on our team this year. So we, we might have to take a vote amongst the boneheads because I had no idea until Big J Journo Kellis Robinette got to the bottom of this, the R in RJ stands for Ronaldo. And uh, folks, I kind of want to call him Ronaldo moving forward. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll maybe talk about that a little bit later. Let's go to Coley Dub next. Cole, uh, what what do you want to say? What do you want to do? What do you want to put a bow on that SEMO game? Um, not a lot to add that everyone hasn't mentioned already, but they just kind of went out and handled business like you should expect against an FCS opponent. So, Hopefully that kind of gets their confidence. Everyone's confidence up a little bit. You know, you know, you get your ground floor set. You know what you're doing now. You got the jitters out of the way and keep on going. All right, let's next go to our guy. We'll go to Joel. I'm not going to call him Spaghetti Joel today because he doesn't like it. So I'm not going to do it. Joel, what's your takeaway from that SEMO game? How many beers did you and uh, your boy Cole crush over at the Wabash Landing? Oof. Decent amount of beers, for sure. Uh, a healthy amount of beers were consumed. It was a blast, for sure. Got to spend a lot of time with friends and family, so always thankful for that. Um, but, yeah, amazing game. Um, I find myself re-watching it. I've, I've watched it, like, one and a half times, basically. And I'm having to, like, convince myself that this is actually, like, a pretty good team we played and that we're actually, like, really that good, I think. Um, but yeah, just a lot of fun. Like everybody, like uh, Casey was saying, just like, dude, we're so swaggy. We are so freaking swaggy. It's dope. Um, even like down to the coaches too. Like, oh God, we are so nice. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun and on to the next. I, th- I think the boys are locked in. So yeah. Yeah. And, and I will say again, I don't, I don't want to overhype uh, seem I, they're a very they're going to be a good FCS team. At the end of the day, I, I do think it is fair to say like, oh, you know, uh, they are still an FCS team, but I think they're going to be a spicy one, and and they'll be a team that I have my eye on throughout uh, the FCS season. Let's go to uh, your partner in crime, Colorado Cole. Uh, Cole, what's your takeaway from that game? Uh, you know, are are you on the same page? Is it like, all right, too much, sw- not too much swag, just great swag. Plus, we're great. Or do you want to throw a little cold water on what your what your guy Joel said? What What do you have to say? Uh, definitely no cold water from me. Um, 
first of all, I had a great time at the game. If you ever have the opportunity to watch a game from the Wabash Landing, it's a good time. Uh, definitely something different. Probably wouldn't want to do it every game. It's a bit of a weird angle to watch from. Um, but the unlimited beers is a nice touch. Uh, so, yeah, if you ever have the opportunity to do that, definitely jump on it. Um, my takeaways is, you know, can't really complain about anything. I mean, I feel like we had to be a little bit nit nitpicky to find something early on, you know, offensive line. Everybody's already said it. Um, the only thing that I noticed, and this might be because I have no idea about being a center and what it takes to snap the ball and shotgun, but it seemed like our snaps are high and right every single time. Now, I don't know if it really matters if it's in the same spot every time, but that's really the only thing that I, when watching it live, I was like, man, those snaps are coming high and right every time. Hope it doesn't come back to bite us. Um, but that's being nitpicky. Overall, it was great to see a lot of the young guys making plays. Um, you didn't really see off from, you know, when the ones and twos are in to when we start getting to that the three and fours. Uh, so I feel good about our depth. Um, feel pretty solid about the defense overall. I mean, obviously it would have been nice to get that 50-burger but I'm going to say that the, like... the, the, the cold curse of the 50 burger, because this is what the, the fourth time we've gotten to like 45 or more and just can't quite get there. I think, I just think maybe you curse the guys. What we score 49 against Oklahoma state last yep. year. Oh, that's just ridiculous. Um, it seems like every time we score 38 points, we like hit a brick wall. I don't know if it's the way that we're, calling plays or something and if Clive's like all right you know let's take the take the foot off the pedal a little bit but it just seems like I'm just seeing 38 in my nightmares um but all things considered I'd much rather win 45 to 0 than whatever I predicted like 56 to 17 I mean 45 point margin of victory can't complain about that a shutout win you know you're getting pretty nitpicky if you're finding things to complain about yeah, but you know, we're all just we're we're all just friends hanging out, having fun, chatting, drinking some drinks, talking cats on a podcast. So, you know, that's what nitpicking's for. So we'll go to map next. Uh map. Uh, I'm glad you're back. I, I'm hoping hoping you're you're gonna become a regular after your first appearance last week. Uh what's your main takeaway from that SEMO game? Well, I had a good time. It was it was pretty good game. Um the thing that I kind of liked about it was the fact that um, they were able to get in so many young or many players and young players. I mean, I think I read somewhere 77 throughout the game and that, you know, that just helps that depth and also allows those young kids, the weeks of practice and the days of practice and getting beat upon and stuff. Um, that's a reward for them also. So, but I thought that was kind of cool that the the coaches were able to to and and practice and game uh, evaluation are two totally different things. So this was a good a good spot for that to happen. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Official uh, uh, participant count had 77 players play for SEMO. I would imagine we don't see that number rest of the year, but hey, we'll see. 
We'll go to Aaron and then we'll end with Ema Elvis. Aaron, what was your big takeaway from that CMO game? Yeah, I couldn't agree more with uh, Casey and Joel. You know, the swag just oozes and drips from our sideline to the field. Um, totally agree with those points. The other thing I'd highlight is the uh, the offensive play calling. I've never seen us make in-game adjustments and throw, by our standards, the kitchen sink at an FCS team. I mean, I, I love it. I love to see it. We kept our foot on the gas really throughout the, the entire first half. A little trick play. Um, again, really like the play calling. And then lastly, the defensive side of the ball, those young guys, and they can hit. Tobio, Cheedy, whoa, look out for the rest of the season on the defensive side with the young guys. Yeah, I, I, what's funny is uh, Toby O, if he ever gets his hands on a quarterback, watch out because I think he took the life out of one running back trying to chip him and at least one uh, tackle. So I love seeing that. We'll end this part with Ema Elvis, uh, the the uh, you know the best sounding of all of us. Uh, I have a question. I, I, we were driving into the game. Uh, do you have a couple of voiceover commercials that might be playing during uh, Paracat game day? Most likely. Okay, I, I figured, because we were driving, and I said something to my dad. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Ema Elvis doing some voiceover work there. Uh, so shout yeah. out to you, and to anyone listening, if you need voiceover work, Ema Elvis is the guy, uh, and you guys probably will be hearing uh, his voice introing this uh, episode as well. So thank you for that, and uh, what's your big takeaway from SEMO outside of uh, all your great commercials on the K-State Radio Network? Well, thank you for that. And we have seen a lot of vanilla openers in our uh, years with Bill and and even beyond. Um, but this was not that. This was more like 31 flavors. Uh, lot, lots of things you can look at and say, that is good. That's good stuff. The way the D stuff, Simo's hyped up run game, they turned Geno Hess into G, no yards. And um, we'll score in three different ways in the first half. How often are we going to see something like that? Probably not very often. Uh, big leg Chris Tennant hits a 51-yarder, kick the crap out of the ball every kickoff. Uh, he, he looks really good and confident. And uh, getting a taste of what Avery Johnson could do was a lot of fun. Uh, just We didn't see much of it, but it was just enough to make us want more. And I hope we get to see a lot more of it. It's hard to shut anybody out. A little disappointing we didn't get the 50. But uh, shutting somebody out, I don't care who you're playing, that's tough to do. It was a great game. I believe this was the fourth shutout in the Chris Kleiman era as well. So good shout out there. Uh, let's move on now. You know, we, we have to do what the team does. Put that behind you. Enough with the flowers. It's time to talk about Troy. Again, there's a little bit of hex. There's a little bit of something in the air when K-State's playing a G5 team in the Chris Kleiman era. So uh, I want to know what you guys think are the biggest keys to uh, kind of kick that bad habit out the door. We'll start with Callie Mike. Callie Mike, what's your biggest key to V on Saturday? So uh, I'm going to be honest here. I haven't yet listened to your preview. I usually do that the evening of uh, when I'm doing dishes and uh, so I'm going in a little blind here, but uh, my feeling is that the key to V is going to be, uh, it all starts in the trenches. Um, there's, you know, a little uh, word I saw from last year that Troy may have a suspect offensive line. Um, their first game, the opponent got in their uh, tackle for loss for six. 
Um, so, you know, I think that our defensive line can be dominant. We can pressure them and really make some havoc for their offense. Um, and similarly for us, um, their defensive line apparently has some speed. And so our offensive line needs to be on point. So it's all going to start in the trenches. I like it. I like it. Let's go to Casey next. Casey, what's going to be your biggest key to V for Saturday? Yeah. Um, it's not as much on the field, but man, I'm looking for senior leadership to step up this week in practice, make sure all the guys, all the younger guys that maybe weren't around for the Arkansas state or two lane games, they know like, Hey, you know, these guys aren't pushovers. They're not cupcakes. You gotta, you still gotta show up and ball to beat these guys. If you don't, you know, you're going to get roasted on social media. That's true. Uh, I, I remember Twitter uh, after that Tulane game, and it was ugly. Um, and, and, you know, some of those older guys in press this week straight up said, hey, yeah, we were looking past Tulane. I know Chris Kleiman tried to brush that off, but, you know, sometimes the players just let it go. They let it slip, and I, I think that truly was the case. I would imagine that won't happen this year. But, you know, I, I, I was very uh, definitive, very – bombastic saying that K-State wouldn't lose to Tulane even with, you know, the best helmets that K-State's ever worn. Uh, but sure enough, we'll never see those beauties ever again. Let's go to Joel next. Joel, I see him rocking the Chris Kleiman uh, hoodie today. Absolutely love that hoodie uh, seen in classic games like the Farmageddon last year, jumping into Gene's arms. I'd like to see you and Cole kind of recreate that, sneak into Jack Trice Stadium defile the field and then jump into each other's arms. But what's going to be your biggest key to V for this game versus Troy, who has the second longest active division one winning streak in the nation? Uh, Yeah. If I'm going to be honest, I'm never going back to Ames. Like after watching that game last year, <laughs> oh my God. Um, But yeah, I, I have one key to V this week and it is right guard. We have got to figure that out. As good as Cooper is, he can play anywhere. He is not as good as he is on the on the left side as he is on the right. Carver, that didn't work. I don't. I, I don't know what we're gonna do. Carver looked better at the end of the game. I guess is what people are saying. <laughs> I didn't see it to be honest, but yeah, right guard. If if we get our line figured out, just like what Callie Mike was saying. Everything is fine. Right tackle, right? Because Carver Willis was right tackle. My bad. Right tackle. Just My making bad. sure I didn't miss anything because you know I I, I thought uh, I thought it's all. Uh, it was a long Poirier. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah it's it was one, a long yeah, no, Wednesday. No, it's good. I because you know I I agree with you. I'll, I'll say this right now: if Carver Willis gets cooked on that first drive and say, "Sorry, kid, uh, start working towards next year," we might need you in rotation. Uh, but I don't want to be messing around with this game at all. So I'm I'm on in the same boat with you. Uh, we'll go to Colorado Cole next. Cole, what's your biggest key to V for Saturday? Uh, so my key to V, uh, I'm going to just say on an individual level, just win your matchup. I mean, at every single position, there's no reason that we shouldn't have the edge. Um so I think it's just, you know, focus on your game plan and each guy just beat the guy in front of you and you do that and it's not going to be a close game if we're winning in the trenches, on the outside, in the backfield, in the DBs. So I think that's all it takes. Just got to take it 
one-on-one, hit him in the mouth, and uh, don't give him a chance. Yeah, and I think that's a big one. I think for a program like Troy, if they, if they think they might still have a chance, if if they sense a little bit of anxiety in the crowd, that's what's really going to build them up. Uh, let's go to Map next. Map, what's your biggest key? I think the key to V this week is going to be our defensive backs are going to be uh, tested a little bit more than they were this last week, I think. And kind of excited to see what the young kids and, and those that were here last year uh, can do those pieces that they brought in this over the uh, uh, winter or over the spring and stuff and see what they can do to uh, shut the, shut the Troy offense down. Cause I know they have a couple, they got a couple of receivers that are pretty decent and they, their quarterback's not bad. He can sling the ball a little bit. So I think they will be tested more than they were this week or this last week. Yeah. I think across the board, I think every single, uh, every single level on both offense and defense is going to be more of a test. I think it's a nice ramp up, and hopefully we take care of business. We'll go to Ema Elvis, and then we'll wrap up with Aaron on this one. Ema Elvis, what's going to be your biggest key? I think we got to jump on them early and often. Uh, it took a long time to get things going, it seemed like, Saturday. It was late in the first quarter. It was still 7 to nothing. That kind of surprised me. Uh, but I think they got got the wheels turning now, and, and they're going to just go out there and – and do their thing and jump out to an early lead. Never let them get into a, a, a run game. And uh, we can't let them get into a run game. They've got that Kimani Vidal, uh, 248 yards rushing and 54 with two catches, over 300 yards of offense last week. Now, granted, it was Stephen F. Austin that they were playing, and that guy's not very good. Um but they give up 30 points to Stephen F. Austin. So it's going to be 50-burger week for the Cap. I sure hope so. But, yeah, th- this might be one of the more dynamic running backs we play all season. Uh, over 300 yards on just uh, 27 touches uh, from a running back. That's some uh, Deuce Vaughn stuff right there. So um, it-, it will be something I'm keying in on. We're going to go We're gonna go double with Aaron here, Aaron. So I, I hope you weren't – uh, you know, thinking you can snooze past us, but I need your key to V and I need your pick to click for this upcoming game. Yeah, sure thing. So the key to V uh, for me, you know, uh, Callie Mike and Joel talked about the uh, the line of scrimmage, which I totally agree with. My key to V, though, is going to be the turnover uh, battle, right? You know, I don't like seeing Brooks and, and Senate put the ball on the ground. You know, I know both of those were covered. Howard throwing the interception as he got hit. I would like to think that ball security this week is going to be a point of emphasis in practice. I think we've got to be positive in the turnover game. We need to get a takeaway and, and obviously protect the ball while we're on offense. So that's my key to be pick to click. I got to stick with uh, Will Howard. You know, on the offensive side of the ball, he's going to have to have a big game on Saturday. You know, if the offensive line is, is still figuring some things out, you know, we'll try to lean on the running game, but Will Howard is going to have to play well. So he's my pick to click for Saturday. I love it. And my pick to click is going to be Townie Wheat from Manhattan Brewing Company. Folks, you guys know that is the 2023 tailgate beer of the year. We're running it back. So after the game, I'm going to go get a couple fresh pints straight from Manhattan Brewing Company. And you know I am going to take away a couple crowlers, a couple four packs, and as much of that pumpkin batch as I can get my hands on. I want to give a shout out to my friend Matt who sent me a text in our group chat during the game 
last week saying, gosh, I didn't think I was going to love pumpkin batch as much as I did, on, even on a 100-degree day, but it is the best pumpkin beer in the world. I tweeted out that text from the Bosco's Boys account, so you know I'm not lying. Absolutely delicious. Whether you're an IPA hophead or if you like a nice, delicious Saison in partnership with the zoo right there in Manhattan, they have everything for you at Manhattan Brewing Company. All right, let's go to Ema Elvis. We're reversing the order on this one. Ema Elvis, who is going to be your pick to click? I think it's going to be Treshawn Ward in this game. I just I got a feeling that he's just going to bust a few loose and uh, run up that score on him. Uh, the Cats offense is going to poke some holes in that Trojan defense. <laughs> Get it? I I. <laughs> I was going to make a couple jokes because you're talking about busting through and all that type of stuff. And then you went right for it. Just poking holes. Uh, I absolutely love it. Uh, and I think there's a, a classic Topeka capital journal uh, sports headline from a high school game from a few years ago, actually probably a couple decades ago at this point that made uh, the national rounds. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, we'll go to map next map. Who is going to be your pick to click in this matchup with the Trojans? Well, I'm going to take DJ. I'm going to go the other running back. I'm going to go with DJ Giddens. I think this is going to be, I think he's probably waiting for this game because the yards, I think, are going to be a little tougher to get. And I think he loves that, loves that contact. Love. I mean, I know after a while throughout the game, it kind of wears on your body a little bit. But I think from last year and even the other night, he likes that contact. And I think this would be right up his alley. So I think I'm going to look for him to get those hard yards, but I hope he gets some like breakaways like he did the other day. But but I think this is going to be his game. Yep, I I, I could see that as well. And, and you know what's wild is I could see a game where both of those running backs have big games. So I'm hoping this is the first of many this season. We'll go to Casey, who uh, made me uh, drop in the, uh, you know, the, you know, 20, 30-year-old Topeka Capital Journal sports headline from a uh, Topeka high school football matchup. Uh, you know, I got peer pressure, but I said what it was. We won't mention it, you know, over the air. Uh, but Casey, who's going to be your pick to click for this one? In my defense, I'm from Wichita, so I didn't get the reference. But yeah, it's very Oh, yes. Fun. There, there is a very uh, unfortunately named high school uh, in northern Topeka. And then there is, of course, the Topeka High Trojans. So I'll let folks do research from there. Uh, yeah, so my pick to click, uh, I'm thinking Uso is going to have a field day. I saw something on Twitter a little bit earlier that sounds like Troy's O-line might be a little bit suspect. I don't I don't know for sure if that's true or not, but if, if that is, I think he's, he's going to have a field day. So uh, on the Troy as Chauncey is running around making sure his presence is known. If you go to the Troy Trojans uh, football YouTube page, there is press availability with their center who happened to start for Oklahoma state last year. And when he was asked about the atmosphere in Bill Snyder family stadium and playing that game last year, it looks like he was having, you know, Vietnam war flashbacks. So uh, I don't think that's probably confidence, uh, you know, bringing confidence to the rest of the offensive line if your center's acting like that. So I hope Uso has a big game. I'm right there with you. We'll go Callie Mike before we end with the dynamic duo of Joel and Cole. Callie Mike, who's going to be your pick to click? 
so back in my days at uh, Topeka High, I had a classmate. Oh yeah, you're a Topeka Ars- High guy. Oh yeah, of course. Two thousand. So my mom, hoy hoy, mighty Troy. Yeah. Um, so I had a classmate named RC, and the R stood for Ronaldo. Um, so, so that's just a thing. That's just a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. I think so. More I'm going to say be going uh, by Ronaldo, though. Yeah, I'm going to say Ronaldo Garcia is going to have himself a field day. Um, the kid is quick. He's showing that he can deliver uh, when necessary. So he's going to run all over the the field on Saturday. I want to see him just make that his signature uh, celebration. So I, I need him to get back in the end zone. All right, we'll go with Joel before we end with Cole. Joel, who in last week you guys were on the same page, so we'll see if you're taking each other's guy. Uh, who do you have to be the pick to click? Yeah, I don't think we will. Um, but mine is um, – what's his name? The wide receiver that didn't play, Johnson. Oh, Keegan Johnson, Keegan. yep. The Mine Iowa is Ke- Yes, Keegan Johnson. I'm so mad at him right now. How are you this hyped up and you're already hurt, bro? Like, all due respect, but, like, come on. I just feel like, um, and to Callie Mike's point, yes, RJ Garcia is very quick, but he is obviously not fast. He got chased down twice. DJ Giddens got chased down. Ben Sinnott, all respect to my dude, he's big. He got chased down. We didn't have that home run hitter other than Trayshawn Ward, sparingly. So, like, yeah, my pick-to-click is Keegan Johnson. Yeah, and, uh, you know, there's something about stealing folks from Iowa. It sounds like Chris Kleiman and company are targeting another Iowa commit that might be looking to flip to the Cats because who wants to live in Iowa? All due respect to any uh, boneheads who live in Iowa. Uh, but come on back to Kansas if that's the case. Uh, we'll end with Cole. Cole, I hope you have conquered the uh, bar stool that you were disassembling so you could get it into your trash. Uh, who is your pick to click? All right, so my P to C, I'm going to go with my guy, uh, Nate Matlack. Um, you know, he's a hell of an athlete. Uh, he's got all the measurables. You know, he kind of – with his injuries last year, he's due for a big game. Um, with their offensive line being suspect at best, I'm looking for him to have a two sack game. All right, we got we got Nate Matlack in for a uh, two sack game. How about him almost picking off that screen pass last week, man? He looked like Superman jumping out there. Um, all right, let's move on. We'll move on to we're, – we're going full-on score predictions now. But before we do, I'm predicting that I'm going to be wearing my Charlie Hustle K-State helmet tee. Week one, K-State beef in my white section. Week two, K-State helmet tee. It's that classic silver K-State helmet on a lavender shirt. So I'm sure some of the olds are going to be saying to me, hey, Scott Wildcat, lavender doesn't belong at football. Shut up, old people. I love wearing my Charlie Hustle shirt, and I love my lavender K-State football helmet shirt. Uh, I don't care what anyone says. It's an awesome shirt. Everything from Charlie Hustle is awesome. If you guys are listening to this on release day, if you cheer for the same NFL team I do that plays in Arrowhead Stadium, they also have the Arrowhead collection as well. It's not just the best officially licensed K-State gear in the world. They have the best stuff to wear on Sundays and sometimes Thursday you're supporting the team that plays in Arrowhead Stadium. 
I think folks need to start tweeting at Charlie Hustle and say, hey, look, we want a Felix and Udike Uzama Arrowhead Collection shirt as well. So that way I have something to wear on Sundays and sometimes Thursdays and sometimes Mondays as well. But check out charliehustle.com. We got a giveaway coming here in a couple weeks. I know you guys are ready for another one. We got a Charlie Hustle giveaway coming up here soon. All right, let's get into score predictions. How many 50 burgers are the Boneheads going to predict? How many points will Troy? How many are they going to score? Let's find out right now, and we're going to start with Casey. Casey, what's the score going to be? You know, it's a shot in the dark, but I'm thinking thinking 42-20. They're, they're going to score a little bit, but still pretty comfortable win. Okay, 42-20. I like where your head's at. I like where your head's at. We'll go to map next. Map, what's the score going to be? Well, I thought about this, and I'm going to go 45 again for us and probably 23 uh, for Troy. So, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take 45 in the first two games. Let's go to Ema Elvis next. Ema Elvis, I know you wouldn't be getting on me for wearing lavender to a football game. What's the I score like going to be? Lavender Lavender's good stuff. 52 to 20, good guys. There we go. I, and I know exactly who I'll be tweeting if we get to that 50-point mark, and we're going to go to him next. Cole, what is the score going to be? Uh, so I'm going to go another good game from the defense, 45-10. All right, another 45-pointer. We'll go to Joel, then Aaron. Joel, what's the score going to be? Something feels sticky about 38, baby. 38 to 10. Hey, 38 to 10. Good teams cover or great teams cover right there. That's an easy cover, 38-10. We'll go to Aaron and then we'll wrap up with Callie Mike on the score. Aaron, what do you got for me? K-State, 41. Troy, 10. Nice, easy win. We'll go to Cali Mike, and then we're going to ramp up the super specific predictions as well. And look, you know we're we're making good time. We, we we'll, we'll we'll predict a couple Big Twelve games to end the live show as well. Cali Mike, though, before we get to that, give me your score prediction. Um, I think what we saw from our defense in the first game just cannot be discounted. Troy will score one touchdown and two field goals. Um, so we're going to go Troy 13, K-State 48. I like it. Another close but no cigar. All right, let's get into super specific predictions. This is the one thing that I do not do on my prediction show. So I'll kick things off with this super specific prediction. At some point during the game broadcast on FS1, they are going to mistakenly call Treshawn Ward Deuce Vaughn. That's right. The play-by-play guy or color guy is going to mistakenly call Treshawn Ward Deuce Vaughn, and uh, Twitter will go nuts. I won't see it live. I'll re-watch it on the Fox Sports app Sunday morning, and I'll be like, damn, I'm so smart, and pat myself on the back and then dislocate my shoulder. Very in-depth, super specific prediction. Let's go to Casey next. Casey, what is your super specific prediction? Mine's not quite as in-depth, but I'm thinking RJ Garcia has a really nice 69-yard touchdown catch and hits the Ronaldo celebration again to make it his signature move. 
I think that's the sound he makes. I love it. That's what I want. That that I'm I'm changing it. I'm now tailing Casey. That is my prediction as well. Let's go to Cali Mike, and then we'll go to Map after him. Cali Mike, what's your super specific prediction? All right. So I talked about Troy getting two field goals. They will make three attempts. The one that they missed is going to be a doinker off of the left upright, and Willie Wildcat's going to catch that ball. Woo. Okay. I like that. Are are they going north or south? Uh, I think they're going south. That's what I have in my head. Okay. There we go. I just wanted that extra level of uh, super specific. We'll go to Aaron and then Cole after that. Aaron, what do you got for me? Jake Rudley throws a touchdown pass to Avery Johnson in garbage time, just so Colin Klein and Chris Kleiman control everybody in the press conference next week. Rubley to Johnson for a touchdown. Man, if that one happens, I, I think that might be the play that breaks K-State Twitter. I will go Cole, Joel, Map, and we'll end with Elvis. Cole, what do you got? Uh, oh, by the way, there was almost butt cheeks on Uso's sack. <laughs> there, there was some crack, not full cheek, but we came very close to the Cole Classic. <laughs> well, maybe one day I'll have something to celebrate about. Um so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. We're gonna see a uh, a Johnson Johnson special. So we're gonna see a Avery to Keegan touchdown pass. I like that. And then Joel will have to you know relax a little bit going after Keegan for being banged up so early. Joel, what's your uh, super specific prediction? No, no shade on the guy. I mean, some of us just aren't built different, I guess, but. Um, so yeah, mine is super dumb, super simple. Um, and people at the game, you can also track this. I don't know if anybody noticed during the run out, the right smoke machine malfunction did not work very well. I'm going to predict that it also does not work. Uh, it does not work again. That's what I'm trying to say. The right one, the one closest to the West side of the stadium. Yeah, so right if you're so, – so it would be the west one because it was the left one for me because yeah, I did notice yeah. that. Because I absolutely love those little pyro towers. Um, and and, and I, I don't know. I, it probably was malfunctioning. But the entire kind of pre-runout pyro was thrown off because they didn't do the door open. They didn't do the hype video. Now, for good reason, for good reason, give, give me every single home opener from here on out, a Big 12 championship trophy to walk out there. I would be fine if that happens every single game from here on out, but it was a little weird uh, that run out for the game one. So I'm going to have my eye on it. I hope that's not true because I love the purple smoke. I will go Map, Aaron, and then Ema Elvis. Map, what do you got? Well, I'm old school, and, I, and I've seen this on Twitter, and I know a lot of uh, people are wanting it back. I'm going to predict they're going to bring bring back the crazy train video right before the team comes out. I'd love to see that. I love that going, uh, taking my dad uh, when, when I was younger, in my thirties and stuff. And, and uh, that just, I think that kind of just set the tone. So I'm going to predict they're going to bring it back for this game. That would be wild. Uh, I was wrong. Uh, Aaron already gave his, I apologize. We'll go to Ema Elvis, and then we're going to give a couple big 12 game predictions. Ema Elvis, what do you got for me? What is your super specific prediction? Man, last week I was so close with 333 yards from three different quarterbacks, three different touchdown passes. 
it was just three different people, not quarterbacks. So, and it was 360 yards. So they they outdid what I thought. Uh, this time I'm going with Uso. Bat down two passes and grab one in midair and run it in for a 13 yard 13 yard pick six. How quickly is Uso getting flagged for excessive celebration if he gets a big man pick six? I think that's happening almost immediately. Oh, man, I, I want to see it. I want to see it. You guys always have great predictions. Now, uh, since we have a little bit of time, there's some. There's a lot of really fun Big 12 games. Uh, so we're going to get a couple predictions. I'm going to start with uh, – we're, we're going to do the ones that were the closest in the bonehead poll. Let's start with KU at – or KU hosting Illinois, excuse me, with the uh, Blackhawk unif- uniforms is what they're calling them. Um, so is KU going to pull it off? At home versus Illinois, currently a three-and-a-half point favorite. We'll start with Callie Mike. Uh, Illinois is going to beat KU. Those uniforms are abysmal, and nobody has any business winning football games wearing that trash. I kind of like them. <laughs> we'll go to Casey next. Casey, who's winning the game in Lawrence, Kansas on Friday? Oh, I hope it's Illinois, but I have a feeling KU is going to gonna win it. All right, we'll go to Cole next. Uh, and, and I lied, I'm seeing KU minus three, so three-point favorites as we're sitting here on Wednesday evening. Cole, who wins? Definitely a intriguing game. Very polarizing styles, I guess. Um, I think KU pulls it off. I'll say KU wins, but they don't cover. Ooh, very tight game. We'll go to Joel next. Joel, is uh, Illinois going to find a way to cover but not win with that three-point spread? Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think so. Uh, I think they're maybe going to get caught looking, unfortunately. Um, but I will say uh, the the uniforms would be fine if they weren't black. Like, put them all white or blue, and I think they're ten times better. I agree with you. I, I, I think for a black uniform, at least unlike Iowa State, they're throwing their school colors on there. There is some blue. There is some red. They're not just going black and white like Iowa State is. I give it a I, – I gave the uniform – I was DMing with a, a couple of folks. I gave the uniform a B, B plus, somewhere around there. So uh, we'll go to MAP. MAP, uh, what's going to happen that game? And if you want to give any takes on the KU uniform, you can as well. Well, I'm a kind of an old school coach. I like the black. A lot of the schools that I coached at, we were uh, orange and black or red and black. Uh, that black just kind of, especially at home, kind of gives that aura. So I do like them. Um, I thought they were kind of cool. I didn't like the script, that circus kind of script. It kind of, that was kind of cheesy. But uh, my hope is that Illinois, and I don't even, Uh, I hope Illinois not only beats them by three, but beats them by 43. (laughs) It'll be interesting to see what good old uh, Sean Snyder has intel wise, as he was the uh, special teams coordinator at Illinois last year. We'll go to Aaron and then we'll end with email Elvis. Aaron, what do you think is going to happen down, uh, you know, our friends in Lawrence, Kansas, as they host uh, former K-State coach uh, Brett Bielma, uh, head coach at Illinois. What's going to happen? Yeah, give me KU on the money line. Uh, Hunter Deckers, if you're listening, uh, ignore the point spread. Just take KU on the money line, my guy. 
You got Brett Bielema already talking about looking ahead to Penn State film and all that. Short week on the road, classic spot for the home team. The black, you know, it's fine. Do do what you want. Jalen Daniels will come back, probably pull his back, you know, recording Frosted Flakes commercials at halftime. So wear what you want. Good old uh, glass boy, uh, Mr. JD. Uh, we'll end with Ema Elvis on this one. Ema Elvis, what do you have going on with our friends out in Lawrence? Uh, black is an intimidating color, but somebody put up on Twitter that uh, a version of it in navy, and I like that a lot better, and it's blue. It's a KU color. Um, I do like the Warhawk, and I, I think that was designed during World War II, and it's a meaner-looking Jayhawk, and if I were in charge over there, I would get rid of that thing that Sports Illustrated once said it belongs on Sesame Street. Uh, the, the Jayhawk that they always use, but the Warhawk is pretty, pretty mean looking, pretty cool. It's not going to win KU's game though. That uniform, uh, they're going to lose by one score. There we go. We got Zach coming in late. We're going to go rapid fire with Zach. Zach, what I want you to do is give me one take from Simo, and then give me your pick to click and key to V versus Troy. Okay, can you repeat that, please? Sorry. Yep. So give me first uh, one take from the SEMO game, then give me your pick to click versus Troy and a key to V versus Troy. Um, my take: we look good. Um, click to pick for for Troy. Um, until he gives me a reason not to, I'm going to keep going with Austin Lewisburg Lightning more. And then keys to V. I've done zero scouting on Troy. So let's just score more points than them. I like it. Uh, and then also give me a score prediction. If you want to, a super specific prediction. Then we are also giving a prediction on KU Illinois because we had a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, score prediction. Um, the spread's about 17. I feel like we're going to be looking a little bit ahead to Mizzou as much as we say we're not going to, but I still think we're going to handle them. So I'm going to say, mm, let's go like 27 to 14. I think it's going to be a little bit low scoring. Um, I don't have enough time for a super specific prediction. Um, and then do you want like a score prediction for KU Illinois? Uh, we're just picking winners and losers. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Illinois. All right, twenty-seven. I mean, I yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, I literally said pick KU to lose their next two. So, hey, no worries. Uh, that score prediction will have uh, folks sweating a little bit. Uh, we'll pick uh, one more game. We'll we'll pick uh, El Asico, the parlay party, the Iowa Hawkeyes going to Ames, Iowa. Uh, Iowa four point favorites. Uh, what's the over under on this one? Probably not very high. Uh, 36 and a half. Wow. 36 and a half. Uh, we're not going to talk about politics or any politicians going just an interesting choice. I know if I was campaigning for any office, you couldn't find me. You couldn't pay me enough dark money, uh, you know, contributions to go to this game. Uh, but Hey, whatever. I don't really care. I just think it's going to cause for a lot of funny tweets. And that's what I'm in this for. I'm in it for the funny tweets. 
Um, does anyone have the stones to pick Iowa State at home in the parlay party? Callie Mike, what say you? No way. Um, it's going to be a boring-ass game. Iowa is going to pull it out. I, I think, you know, basically politicians like to cut ribbons on bridges. So I'm guessing that's what the draw is, honestly. I love it. We'll go to Casey. Casey, who's going to win the parlay party? Yeah, I'm thinking this is going to be the uh, the stinkiest game of the week. But, yeah, probably probably Iowa. We'll go to uh, we'll go to Cole, and then we'll go to Joel, the two biggest fans of Ames, Iowa that I know. Cole, who's going to win the game? So I'm just feeling feeling like Iowa State's going to pull it off. I mean, they don't got much to look forward to this year, so I think they'll pull this one off. It'll be an ugly game, but and maybe like a late field goal to take the lead and. The people at Ames are happy. Would be pretty hilarious if back-to-back years, Iowa State beats Iowa only to finish near the bottom of the the Big 12. That would be on brand for the Big 10 West. We'll go to Joel next. Joel, what do you have in the parlay party? Yeah, so I think the only thing better than embarrassing the Big 10 West again, which I guess this would still be pretty embarrassing, would be the game ending in a tie. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, just an unprecedented, like, 200, you know, because it goes to the two-point conversion shootout, you know, in round 200 of it. It's like 3 a.m. No one can score from two yards out. That would be amazing. It just ends in, like, a 6-6 tie. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Zach, do you want to throw a prediction out there for the parlay party? Yeah, and Scott, I just want to say that your face was hilarious when Cole picked Iowa State. I don't know if you noticed I or didn't. What, what was it? A surprise? What? What? You what? just seemed. You just seemed not impressed. But <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Iowa for sure. Um, uh, I don't know how ugly the game's going to be. It probably will be. But I don't know what Iowa State propaganda is telling you. But they did not look good against Northern Iowa. They were outgained in that game. I think they might get blown out. Whatever that means in that game, like fourteen nothing. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, I don't really love the Hawkeyes, but I definitely don't love Iowa State. We'll go to Map, Aaron, and then we'll end with Ema Elvis. Map, what's going to happen in El Asico? Well, one thing's going to happen is the scoreboard is going to be saved. There's no, there's going to be nothing where it's going to wear it out. And I'll take uh, Iowa on this one. All right, we'll go Aaron, and then we'll end with Ema Elvis. Yeah, games like this are really the proof that we're just living in a simulation. Between the visitors, the the storylines, you can't make this up even if you wanted to. You know, that said, give me the Cyclones on the money line. You know, why not? Matt Campbell, you know, do your thing, my guy. I mean, it's, again, it's been one of those years already in college football. Give me the Cyclones on the money line. All right, and then we'll end with Ema Elvis. Ema Elvis, what do you got for us? Falcon, two... Power five teams from the same state have such inept offenses. Iowa wins three to two. That would be the college football meme of the century. If it was a three to two final, that that would be the ultimate college football meme. We could all just kind of log off this simulation and move on to the next. Uh, But I want to thank everyone for hopping on for the live show. 
Can't wait to do this again next week as we're prepping for the Missouri Tigers, who it takes a visit from the K-State Wildcats to sell out that abomination of a stadium for the first time since 2019, despite having a pretty big population, despite being just an hour and 50 minutes away from two major metropolitan areas. Poverty program in the poverty SEC. Missouri absolutely sucks. But we got business to take care of, folks. Big game on Saturday versus Troy. Let's kick those G5 demons to the road. And I can't wait. Meet me at Manhattan Brewing Company after the game. Tell me how good my Charlie Hustle shirt looks. If you see me inside Bill Snyder Family Stadium or on Points Avenue after the game. For all the boneheads of which I love the ones who participate in the live show just a little bit more than the rest of you. For my dog, Chauncey, who is now sleeping right at my feet, despite squeaking his toy through most of this show, we love you guys, and go Cats! Hail to the purple, hail to the white, wildcat in spirit, wildcat in fight, hail alma mater from sea to sea, onward forever, hail victory. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Fight, UK State Wildcats for alma mater fight. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. You can save wildcats for all the modern fight, 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 fight. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Go state! Podcast Network.